40. And uh, let's welcome back on the program uh, Cruzy McCalligan with this week's uh, midweek audio column. Cruz, it's great to speak to you on the phone. How are you keeping? I'm keeping well. How are you keeping? Yes, very good. Um, it seems like it seems like I feel safe when I'm at RTHK. You know, in the studio, the cleaners coming in, wiping down the surfaces, um, and making sure that everything is disinfected. It feels yes, I feel yeah. safe here. It's just it's it's strange how it's become our weird new normal, hasn't it? Really, but. Um... It has. We were just saying, actually, we're quite clean individuals. I mean, you and I, mm. I mean, how, I, I must clean my hands and wash my hands over 10 times a day, 10, 15 yeah. times a day. Yeah, I'm Easy. the same. Yeah. I, and, and I actually thought that maybe somebody should be making disinfected mo- hand moisturizers because with all the alcohol spray, your hands can get a bit dry. Um, and so I've added a bit of glycerin in my hand spray to make it a bit more moisturizing. But imagine if somebody actually made a moisturizing hand cream with disinfected properties, or maybe it exists. I think maybe you should just keep that idea under wraps and then go to the bank with it, if I were you, Noreen. And that's where I'm heading after <laughs> Sounds the great. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you trademark it right now. Great idea. <laughs> so what have you got for us uh, this week, Cruzy? Okay, today we're going to be talking about elephant seals. Sure. Specifically, elephant seals. Sure. Um, may May I ask where you got this idea from? I mean, okay. So, in all of the, I don't know. I'm sure you're the same. At the moment, we're all glued to really negative news cycles and things like that. Everything's just going to pot, and every time you open up any news thing, everything's there's a lot of stuff to be terrified about, right? Yes. So, um, I got very easily distracted with one of those links that um, is one of those things where you scroll down on a website and it shows you as you go into the deepest part of the ocean. So, it's like this little interactive website. You know what? I'll share it with you and you can put it on Facebook after the audio column for anyone who wants to do the same. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and so, I was like scrolling through this thing. So, it's like this little interactive map and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And as you go deeper, you get you start going, oh, wow, this is really deep. And then you start seeing all the sorts of creatures you'd expect to see at those depths. So, like little squidgy things, like little jellyfishy things and little crabby things. And, like all those sorts of things. You're like, okay, totally. This is the creature that lives this deep, right? And you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then out of nowhere, there's an elephant seal. (laughs) And I'm like, what is an elephant seal doing this deep in the ocean? Like, how is an elephant seal this far down when everything else is just like funny little like alien fish and squid? What is an elephant seal doing here? It's a mammal. How can it possibly go this deep? And so I started looking into it, and I had no idea that they were such incredible animals. I'd never really thought about them. You know, you see the occasional photo in National Geographic or on a nature documentary, but I'd never really realized that they were such fascinating mammals. I didn't even know what they looked like. I had to Google what an elephant... I thought they looked like walruses, sort of. But yeah, yeah, they they, had the snout Yeah, so so there's, there's there's two types of elephant seal. There is the northern elephant seal, the two species. So there's the northern elephant seal and the southern elephant seal. So northern elephant seals um, can be found in California, in Baja, California. And these, um, they tend to frequent offshore islands around that area. So just around the, you know, the California area in North America. And then you have the southern elephant seal. So they, um, they live in sub-Antarctic and Antarctic waters. This is like brutally cold. So this is where the southern elephant seal lives, these freezing, frigid, cold places, where, which are really, really rich in fish and squid and other marine foods that they like to eat. And southern elephant seals, uh, they breed on land 
but they spend their winters in the um, the frigid Antarctic waters near. You know, they just spend winter in the coldest bit. Doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. Now, yeah, surely they should go somewhere warmer, but each to their own and not judging. Each to their own. Um, so so um, what's interesting is that we, ha- so we have these two different types of elephant seal, and they are two separate species. Um, so the, the, as I mentioned, the northern elephant seals, the ones that you find in sort of California area, they tend to be smaller than the southern elephant seals, um, although they do have kind of longer trunks. So they get their name um, from the kind of long noses they have, right? They have these sort of long noses. That's how you'd spot a spotter elephant seal. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, the northern elephant seal um, almost went extinct once upon a time. It used to be slaughtered en masse for its blubber, because they used to use blubber in um, in keeping oil oil lamps burning. So they, they it was very wasteful. They decided this was a resource, an energy resource, was elephant seal blubber, and they were hunted exclusively for their blubber oil, and they this is what um, lit lamps back in the day before electricity. Um, and, you know, the problem is that, you know, people... Obviously, humans have a real, we have a real issue as a species with, in terms of maximizing our limited resources on the planet. And uh, the northern elephant seal was pretty much hunted close to extinction. And by 1892, it had been assumed that they had, they were extinct. But there was this tiny little breeding colony that managed to survive. Um, and it was, it was estimated in 1910. So it was, you know, quite a few years later. They found like probably up to a hundred of these northern elephant seals still alive um, on this island around uh, around uh, Guadalupe Island off um, uh, Mexico's Baja California coast, so a little bit a bit a little bit further south. And so they this incredible thing um, happened. They found this little surviving pocket of these, but since then that global population has ballooned up to 160,000, all of whom are descended from this one little patch that survived around these little cluster of islands. So they're quite a resilient species, even though they were nearly hunted to extinction. Now, the southern elephant seal is much larger than the one that you find in California. So the southern elephant seal we're finding in, like, Antarctica. And they, um, they, uh, they, they're not fully aquatic, like whales, for example. Um, they clamber out of the water to rest, to molt, to mate, to rear their pups. Um, but they are huge. So from end to end, a southern elephant seal, the largest individual, male individual, can grow up to 20 feet long and weigh 8,800 pounds. What? 8,000 pounds? Over nearly nearly nine thousand pounds, Noreen. How can you even imagine being in a room with a creature like that? Wow, that's and a, so, I don't even know what to say. Pretty speechless. Yeah, so, I can't even imagine what. I mean, what object in the world is about eight thousand pounds? I mean, it's got to be more than than like uh, a truck. ten buses. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's. Well, it's quite remarkable. And so, of course, so they've got this incredible, they're like this physically incredible. Like if you were to see one, it looks like a pretty inefficient creature, right? Eight, eight, nearly 9,000 pounds of animal just lying there, just like a tube of blubber, right? You just kind of think, like, what, what's your purpose? You know, what's the point of this? Um, but the, the fascinating thing is that they, um, they, they are uniquely designed for their environment. And the one thing that really attracted me to learning more about them was their capacity for, for extreme diving. Now, elephant seals, as I mentioned, they can dive a mile or more below the waves. 
So, um, like, if you think about, like, the ocean, the deepest part of the ocean being, like, six miles deep, if an elephant seal can drive, um, can dive nearly a sixth of that distance, that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And they have this um, amazing specializations that allow them to dive, um, you know, more than a mile deep for up to uh, two hours at a time in search of food. Whoa. Yeah, they can up hold to two hours. breath that long? Yep, that's correct. And so they can hold their breath for, for nearly two hours. Um, and interestingly, the scientists have been fascinated by them because they're like, how do you, how can you possibly go all the way to, you know, nearly 6,000 feet under the surface of the ocean? Um, and so what they tried to look at, the science of what it was about their physiology that allowed them to do that. And they found that um, it's their blood, which is really key to their diving ability. So pound for pound, Elephant, uh, elephant seals have three times as much as, as blood as a human, and their blood is richer in hemoglobin, which is the molecule that carries oxygen. So they're able to, you know, they, they can store more oxygen within their blood than we can. They're much more efficient at doing mm. that. And then, of course, the other thing that we have, um, is, which is a natural reflex, is a shock when you dive into cold water, um, which is our body's way of conserving oxygen and prioritizing blood flow to vital organs, which is when, you know, you get that kind of like tingly feeling, but you kind of still feel a little bit alive. Um, now, that, that reflex, which is, which is common to all mammals, is really, really pronounced in elephant seals, and it slows their, metaboli their metabolism down enormously so they can really make the most of every single breath of air. So, of course, the big question is, why are they diving that deep in the first place? Like, that's ridiculous. There's not really much down there, if you think about it. It's a bizarre destination. Um, well, the reason is um, they're going to uh, snack up on some calamari. Um, <laughs> we, we basically, uh, scientists have found that these uh, elephant seals, they, they, everything that they do um, is on a diet of almost entirely squid. They have a almost purely squid-based diet, um, which I think sounds a little bit like something like Gwyneth Paltrow would do. But it's kind it's of apparently, fancy, you know? Yes, it's like, it is. Yes. Um, Calamari for, for breakfast, lunch and tea and dinner. Exactly. So they, they, they do all of these things on kind of a squid-based diet. And, of course, squid are found very, very deep. It's one of the things that you find. The deeper you go, you find many, many different types of squid. And the deeper you go, the larger they seem to get. So that's kind of what they're doing, diving all the way down there which I think is kind of remarkable in itself. Now, um, we were talking a little bit about their noses and how they have that, that that's where we get the, they get their noses from, that's where they get their name from, the kind of elephant snout they have. Um, interestingly, uh, that kind of uh, bulbous nose has a sort of a sac-like appendage to it called a proboscis. And this proboscis expands and enables an elephant seal to amplify snorts, grunts, and loud drum-like bellows that can be heard several miles away. So they, it's very much, that nose is very much for sound and producing sound. And there's a lot of different reasons that they do this. It's like, it, you know, as you might expect, it's to ward off rival males, um, you know, all those, you know, establishing your hierarchy and things like that. But um, really interestingly, they did some experiments on this, and they found that um, if a within groups of elephant seals, they all know one another's voices, right? You know you know that that's Johnny and that's Bob and Bill and that's what they all sound like. And all those different uh, vocalizations they made had different meanings. For example, if, um, 
and these researchers recorded them. And when they played them back, they played them back over a speaker. They wanted to see what people did, um, what the other seals did with them. So they played back some recordings. And if it was a rival seal's call, they found that they moved away from the speaker. And if they were a sub, um, if they, if it wasn't, if they, if, if they were, if it was a broadcasting grunts from a kind of subordinate, weaker seal, they found that the speaker was attacked. <laughs> By by more more powerful um, more powerful seals, um, but they but then when they tried to do it at a completely different colony, like three hundred miles away, none of the seals reacted because there wasn't any voices they knew, so there was no problem getting upset about it. What's the point? They don't know what they're doing, um, and so they're quite like they're quite amazing in, in that regard. And it's not just the males; obviously, they're quite fascinating. The females are amazing. Um, for starters, um, they. Their milk is incredibly high in fat for their seal pups. So for those of us who feel like our kids grow up way too fast, um, once the, the lactation process starts in a northern elephant seal mother, pups in 30 days, an average pup will go from weighing 75 pounds to 300 pounds in a month. Whoa. And that's that's owed to the fact that... Uh, um, mother elephant seals, her her milk is around 12% fat when the pup is born. Now, by comparison, cow milk is 3.5% fat. So that's pretty big. But about two weeks later, after she's given birth, the fat percentage of her milk increases to over 50%. <laughs> I mean, and a couple of weeks ago, I did a show on uh, whales and how whale milk um, being mammals, and they obviously they breastfeed their children too. Whale milk is almost like toothpaste because it's such a high fat percentage. So can you imagine <laughs> what fifty percent fat content in milk is like? It's like kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it's like creamy, and I don't know. I just I, I almost want to Google a picture of it. I guess nobody would would have it on YouTube available. I don't. Elephant I don't know how you seal milk. I think you could definitely see a seal pup increasing in weight from 75 to 300 pounds. I mean, that's, and that's a pup. That's a one-month-old pup, you know, 300 pounds of pups. So these, these are enormous, enormous, enormous animals. Um, but, of course, interestingly, they, they're very much a, a, um, a society that has alpha males. You have a, a colony will have a dominant bull or a harem master, um, which rounds up all of the females for himself. And then he pretty much dominates uh, reproductive access to all of these females. That's what he'll do. There'll be one until maybe someone wants to try and dethrone him. But that's very unlikely. Um, so over like, you know, they found that 90% of pups born in a colony will be from just, you know, they'll be seeded by one male. So he'll be very busy considering he's, you know, uh, if he's a if he's a northern elephant seal, it'll be like four and a half thousand pounds of seal who's very busy impregnating many, many, many female seals. So it's quite um they they, they seem to have that they're active. Um but um but yeah, so what do you think? Do you think that um do you think that they sound I I'd be terrified to see one, I think, now at this point. I don't know. They seem pretty incredible. I'm still really sort of interested in in, in, in seeing how thick their milk is. I mean, 55% fat, the consistency must be really quite thick. Like a, They say it's like a pudding. It's a pudding-like consistency. Wow. But then I think to myself, like, you spend your – for animals that spend their lives in just freezing, freezing temperatures. And interestingly, I was, I was reading as well that they, um, they, tend, to, they tend to have their 
they tend to um, return to their rookeries, like their colonies, in winter to breed and give birth. So, I mean, if you think about it, all those things that we might belie is like, oh, God, it must be awful to be pregnant in the height of summer. Can you imagine having to raise a baby in the depths of winter, exposed to the elements? You know, it makes sense that you're big and blubbery and that your milk's blubbery and everything's blubbery. I found a picture of human milk compared to uh, elephant seal milk. Wow. Wow, the internet is full of everything. (laughs) (laughs) What's it like? It it is like pudding. It really is. Could you stand a spoon up in it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yes. I mean, it's a jar. It's a little uh, mason jar type thing. And then there's one of uh, human milk. And it's got a really thin um, sort of uh, whitish, what do you call it, Uh, head of, of, of fat milk. And then for the elephant... Um, seal one. It's really quite thick. Like you said, it's like pudding. Anyway, I'm just really fixated that because, you know, I've got a four-month-old, so I'm just constantly (laughs) thinking about, you know, my own own milk and other other mammals' milk. (laughs) Oh, funny. Um, But yeah, but um, but yeah, so they are, they're fascinating. Hey, and um, I think it's interesting, they also have done some voice acting, just as a a final point. um, You'll find that um, the incredible sounds they make also inspired one of the biggest movie franchises in the world. Um, in the Lord of, <laughs> good a good guess, a good guess. But oh. it's actually um, it's actually the the battle screech of orcs in oh. the Lord of the Rings. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they found a, sa- a sound effects designer um, sort of created this this cry. There was actually the elephant seal pups. It wasn't even the adult seals. The pups were terrifying enough to inspire the sound of warring orcs. So, I mean, I think that's quite fascinating as well. So there's a lot that's happened from them, considering we nearly we nearly killed them all off just so we could keep our lamps on. <laughs> it's pretty good they're still around. Exactly. Resilient, resilient little pups they are. Well, not little. I mean, at 300 pounds as, as pups, they're hardly little. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's elephant seals in a, in a very large nutshell. It, this is fascinating, Cruz. I love I love all your topics, and this one is just. I mean, just imagine just coming up with with topics like. I mean, how do you find it? You were scrolling around, and suddenly this came up. And yeah, and I will I will share that link on your Facebook page for the the deep dive thing that you can scroll on your your website. We all need a bit of a distraction right now, and you'll see what I mean. You scroll down, 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 and when you think you're not going to see any other kind of recognizable creature, there's an elephant seal. So I'm going to share that with you for all of your listeners so that they can kill half an hour of their stressful work day. Exactly. Did you manage to find any elephant seal quotes? I couldn't. I couldn't find anything for elephant seal quotes, unfortunately. Um, it was. It was just. I don't know. It was. It was. Apparently, that's not something that's inspired a lot of metaphors. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> we can't let them speak for themselves. Maybe next time um, we'll be able to hear. Uh, I'm going to go back to listen to the sound effect. Uh, yeah. For, 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 um, what they sound like. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. Put what? it as a ringtone on your phone. <laughs> Oh, Chris, I didn't realize the time. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and that's the end for the one, two, three show today. And that's uh, Cruz and uh, McCalligan joining us uh, this afternoon. Thank you very much for your time, Cruz. No problem. And a quick look at the